Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I hope you're having a well-balanced and fun day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your intuitive energy healer host, Lorraine Giordano. If you haven't had a chance yet to remember to take a few moments to get out of your head and focus on some deep breaths, take a few seconds to do that. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired to Health. You can follow me on Twitter at Inspire the Number Two Health, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn. And I'll spell it my name, L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E, Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. Another way is to say hello uh, from my website, inspiredtohealth.net. All right, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about natural remedies, and not just remedies relating to our physical health, but in our relationships and intimacy with each other. And so I'm really excited and happy that Aniela Costello, the founder of Homeopathic Concepts, LLC, is here today with us. And uh, to connect with Aniela, please reach out to her at A-N-I-E-L-A-999 at gmail.com. You can also connect with her via Facebook at Homeopathic Concepts, and her Facebook page is Aniela M. Costello as well. So, Aniela, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, so happy to be here with you, too. Our listeners are in for a tremendous treat. How's your day going? It's been great. You know, this, the, the times are up and down for all of us. And, but today's been a really great day. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> so, Aniela, you have been in your healing practice. Uh, you're a traditionally trained homeopathic practitioner, right? How did you get involved with your healing practice, if you could share that with the listeners? Well, oddly enough, and having never known this, and truthfully not hearing the word growing up, my family is from Germany. My grandfather was the town doctor and homeopath, and in every nationalized medical system on the earth except the United States, you go to medical school for allopathy, which is Western medicine as we know it, osteopathy, which is that DO, or homeopathy. And he was the town homeopath, doctor, and pharmacist. So I guess at about 21, I had a healing crisis. I was chronically ill and also really sad. And a friend of ours sent me to a homeopath, and all of my symptoms of discomfort in my own mind, my, my body, vanished. And I thought, this is a fluke. 
because I'd really done everything that I could possibly do. And so I began to study with him until I went into a formal training. And and still to this day, I have to say, 28 years later, uh, I, a, a client leaves and I'm in awe of this science. Because it is a science, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Indeed. So for- so, pardon me. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's a, a, a medical therapeutic system that was founded in Germany, and it's so we're we're three um, three hundred years into this science that recognizes we are idiosyncratic beings that we have a mental, emotional, and physical side that we are not the sum total of our capacity to fight virus. We're actually this this whole dynamic being, seeking health. Um, So I would say on the mental-emotional plane, for me, I'm really interested in seeing my clients uh, meet their possibilities, uh, be able to taste their dreams and their fears begin to melt away, not just their ability to fight virus. We want that too, right? Sure. So we treat the whole person and avoid that narrow specialization that characterizes much of orthodox medicine. I'm also a believer in moderation in all things, so wouldn't it be great if we had all these different lenses that we're looking at health could come to the table and consult what is actually best for the client and in, in what order would we move? Uh, that's dynamic, and I think that's where we're we're moving. Now, based on your own personal journey with homeopathic remedies and working with your clients, do you notice that they they say or feel some of the common things that you experience when you started to feel better, when your symptoms, when you felt better emotionally, physically, and spiritually? Do you see a common thread run through there? Oh, maybe with, yes. and that maybe should with, happen pretty quickly. Uh, really? What do you mean by yes. quickly? Well, I like to work in cycles. So, you know, this, there's this very intense consultation where I'm gathering all of the physical symptoms and the emotional symptoms, and I'm looking at patterns over the lifetime of this person, you know, who it's... It's fascinating to ask somebody to describe themselves emotionally as a child and then work up to, you know, this adult who is presenting with anxieties or fears or, you know, chronic sore throats and and to begin to put the puzzle of them together. Um, it's, it's filled with a lot of magic, a lot of sorrow, um, and then find, apply the, the, the science of homeopathy and finding the right medicine, one remedy is given. And watch its action. You know, homeopaths are trained to write down the words of the person in front of us, not our own observations. So the second cycle, six weeks later, to watch how that description changes how there's, 
you know, there, there is this blossoming that happens and this imprisoning way of viewing life just melt away. That's beautiful and powerful. Indeed. And so you said something earlier that I think is so important is that, um, that you build trust with your clients. And, and you said it a couple of times that their fears melt away or their, their fears go away. And I think based on my experience with traditional Western medicine, I think that's an opportunity for going to a traditional doctor to be enhanced. Do you find a lot of your clients say something like that? Yes, I I think once this trust is established where uh, a soul is really deeply and profoundly listened to and understands we're not the sum total of our headaches or our infertility or whatever is happening. We are these whole beings that and and the practitioner is listening, listening, listening. Um, it invites a very different conversation, one that uh, is full of dialectic, this this give and this take, that, that person becomes open to hearing, um, maybe viewing their, their story differently. So seeing that, being able to see oneself as having had more capacity than one came in thinking they had, uh, more tools than they think they had, and then by that second cycle, really embodying those tools, and the story changes. The story then becomes one of transcendence, which is, you know, I can't tell you how many times I moved to tears. It, It never gets old. That's wonderful. And so you, you work with clients in different areas in the United States and even internationally. Yes. Do you see any nuances um, between your, you know, where you are geographically and how that might play into someone's healing process? Well, I think, you know, we're, you know, we are here in the U.S. Um, up against a, a pretty steep hill in terms of uh, raising little girls, for instance, that had to be everything. They had, they had to be educated and they had to have careers in place before they could be mothers. And so this, this drive where we live to work, rather working to live, this, this paradigm or this construct no longer works or serves us, we're, we're tribes people, we're, you know, meant to be together uh, and collaborate together and bring out the best in each other. Uh, and doing this all alone, this, this, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or the educational ladder is fine if that's the wish of that soul. But if it's imposed from the outside, it causes a lot of trauma subconsciously and maybe even, you know, manifests in their their relationships. Europe is very different. It's constructed very differently. In Mexico, there's a siesta time. You know, there, there are mechanisms built in to support 
support us uh, more vacation time, more time to parent our children. Maybe our children are brought on site while we work. Um, so I, I really feel for women of the U.S. I think there's it's unnecessary suffering, but suffering nonetheless. There really is suffering. And, you know, what's interesting, because of social media, because of our access to information, there's so much information about health. And I talk about this in different ways on different shows. But, um, you know, for example, with all that information, there are still, you know, a lot of women have a hard time getting pregnant or issues with um, giving natural birth, how we're physically naturally designed. So we're going to take a break in in a few seconds, but I'd love to hear your observations about that. And even men, that, you know, cancer is 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 pretty significant. The incidence of cancer, right, growing. Yeah. And and so um, that's why I do think it's important for people out there to realize that there are other opportunities. There's ways to collaborate, as and. Yela was talking about to, to connect to healing. It is possible. So I, I think it's so powerful, the work that you're doing. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be back, and we'll pick up the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. This is Lorraine Giordano. Our graceful, beautiful guest this week is Aniela Costello, and she is the founder of Homeopathic Concepts. So right before break, she was, Aniela was talking about some of uh her experience in working in different countries and some of the challenges within the United States. And so 
Anela, I'd love to hear your your opinion, your observations about some of the issues that we're experiencing, especially I think in the United States, about women um, maybe having issues conceiving or during their pregnancy, giving natural birth, um, some imbalances, whether it's hormonal imbalances that might contribute to endometriosis or fibroids, whatever that might be. What are your thoughts? I think that this this generation is at a reckoning. It's at a crossroads in terms of of health and having to face the consequences for a couple of generations of let's just call it uh, mindless technology advances without understanding the ethics or the consequences of of these technologies that we developed. Um, we've disrupted the food chain. Um, we're, we're more malnourished than any other country. Um, we have more toxins in our soil than other countries, and we're supposed to be uh, the most educated. So I think that this reckoning is wreaking havoc on not only our hearts, but our wombs. And so we, what are we going to do to turn it around? There, there are multiple things that we can do to turn it around. There, there are women out there who are at the forefront of, you know, we need to clean up our soil. We need to eat cleaner. Um, maybe we need to vaccinate less. I know that's such a... Uh, a big and and very controversial subject right now, but perhaps it it never hurts to take a step back and reflect on it what never you're does. learning. Uh, and that is one thing that, that we really don't like to do. We just move ahead, institutions move ahead without really understanding the consequences. So this whole idea of ethics that runs through every institution, the medical, the industrial, uh, te- technological fields, is, ha- has ended up in a back corner. And I guess ethics for me is this, this search for truth and it's the search for the highest parts of us coming together to learn, reflect, and advance uh, all of our thinking and our operating. And, but who, who suffers? Our bodies suffer from this mindlessness. And we're just waking up, Mother Earth, crying. You know, I've grown weary of you, she's saying. Uh, so, yeah, interesting, I could you know, kind of trace not having enough minerals in our food, in our soil anymore to grow really healthy food, so we have to supplement. And I, I could even be put on a tape recorder. People walk in, I go, vitamin D, minerals, magnesium. We're so deficient in that. But really the, the whole, the, the biggest symptom right now of, Disease in our world is loneliness. Hmm. We're 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 even lonely for the earth, you know, lonely for what she can give to us in her harvest. Uh, lonely for each other. 
So there's not real communication out there amongst institutions, but much less amongst our tribes people, women helping women. We're collaborators. Um, and in that profound collaboration together, we somehow lost that we're raising little boys that will be future leaders, little girls that will be future leaders. And, and I spoke about this idea of moving away from virtues being gender-specific. We ha- I see so many little boys that are patient and gentle and tender, and yet that is not in any way honored. Or little girls who are coming out as fierce little warriors and that not being honored. Uh, so, of course, we're going to see dis-ease manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Yes. And if you could describe, because you do a lot of workshops, interactive workshops, and um, can you share with listeners? So you help empower mothers with um, with remedies that they provide to their own families, which I think is so empowering, right? Because it's, it's um, educating, and then that ripples out in many different ways beyond just that, that learning of that. And then you also do workshops uh, related to intimacy. Can you maybe describe your experience and some of the, the participants' experience with this, yeah. with your workshops? Yeah. It is an absolutely fascinating construct for me, this intimacy. And, and I really feel this in my practice. I work earnestly to be trustworthy with my my clients. Um, so, for example, a mother brings, you know, little Johnny in who can't focus and has a history of eczema and he's very stubborn and he doesn't want to eat the foods that mother wants them to eat and is fearful, asks way too many questions. or And his sister could be the exact opposite. Um, reckless, fearless, um, you know, wants only fruits. But so you can see how mother is now confused. There are two very different constitutions that are showing themselves. And so I'm interested in how Johnny accepts accompaniment, not just the remedy that's going to open up his capacity to be accompanied, less fears, less stubborn, um, but how, how does he best receive feedback? And so, you know, what a mother can do to the, the, other, the, the other sibling, which is very firmly say, we're a peaceful home, this is unacceptable what you're doing, you know, go work on that. She could never say to Johnny, because that would break Johnny's heart. But little Emily can go and think, oh, yeah, sharing sharing's really helpful, blah, blah, blah. So the idea is to identify the remedies and then how they best receive feedback from the parent. So the parent is armed with as much information as possible. So those workshops go on to um, help parents better understand their own constitutions and their children's constitutions and where their wounds may be and where not to, how to best parent them. And so that kind of led to this 
very interesting path that I'm on is discovering the feminine lens. We've had millennials to work on this. Uh, let me kind of backtrack because I really view the masculine and the feminine as two wings of a bird, and that's the bird of humanity. And in order for it to really fly, this ever-advancing civilization to really take flight, both wings must be strong. So we've spent a lot of time on the masculine wing. A we've very long time. time. Yeah, we've not spent much time on this feminine voice and divining what that means. And I, I think what happened with the Washington March, actually the march around the world where women came out of everywhere to say, okay, you have mistaken our meekness for passivity. They also said something very profound. They said, this all has happened on our watch we're now going to do something different. But what does different look like? We can't walk in a masculine footprint. We have to create our own footprint. Um, and so That's it is... Different. It's very different. And, and I'm sure you have observations about that. We have to do a major inventory, we mothers, we women. We're, we're collaborators. We don't work... In isolation, we work together, we empower. Look what you're doing with your show. Uh, this intense curiosity you have that, you know, takes delight in what women are learning. And it's this that has me very, very, very interested and um, really is um, awakening this need to, to write about our our collective and limiting definitions of women that have been defined by culture and history, and, and we're saying no more. But with that, there's a bit of resistance to change, would you say? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> Nobody likes but, that. Nobody likes change. But in fact, cells are turning over every second, right? So it intrinsic to our being is change. We just have to get that from our heart up into our head. And, and also this revolution that, that is actually underway right now that says, hey, we are one human family. Hey, this idea of authoritarianism no longer works. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to try consultation. We're going to try mothering from a very different bent fathering from a very different bent. And so it's inevitable. We are destined to be a united and very diverse family. Because uh, we already are. <laughs> yeah, but that is working to bring out the best in each other, not this divisiveness is so boring. And that's where... I don't know if it's something that I read of yours or something that you, we shared in previous conversations, but competition. So I think there's a lot of competition amongst women taken from more of maybe a masculine lens um, that can shift or be elevated to a little bit more collaboration. What are your thoughts on that? I, I 
think that that is unacceptable. It is unacceptable in our language, uh, in our communication, in our internal constructs. And that's where homeopathy is so brilliant, because if that is part of your manifesto that you don't know about, homeopathy can help melt that away, as long as the, uh, and also the dialectic that goes on between uh, the practitioner and, and the one seeking health. So this, this whole idea of cultivating a language of encouragement, this language of accompaniment, this generous sharing of knowledge um, from and culture trust. to culture. Yeah, women, women to women, uh, women to men, men to women. Um, this letting go of superiority that stinks it is rancid and old, uh, but rather cultivating a posture of humility. That's where magic happens. I'm looking at my own team that you know I get to run with. It's intergenerational. It's multicultured. Uh, I would I call this one person on my team that's 21. My therapist is so wise. Oh. Anyela, I have to uh, interrupt you and we're going to have to take a break. But we'll come back and pick up the conversation on the other side of two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano, and we are continuing our interesting, our fascinating conversation with Aniela Costello, and uh, we were just kind of talking about balancing masculine energy with the feminine, and Aniela gave such a beautiful um, metaphor and image of a, of a bird, 
a bird has two wings. So our masculine energy over you know, long periods of time has grown very strong. And now we're at a point where strengthening the feminine, the divine feminine, is important to maintaining a, a, a balance in our day-to-day. So, Anila, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I was just wondering if you had an example I mean, we were kind of talking about it, but a, a different kind of example, because what I find is that some people, they're like, oh, masculine, feminine, what does that really mean? And what does that mean to me personally? How, how do I need to balance that? I'm a mother of a bunch of sons, <laughs> and they've taught me a lot about how building safe spaces where we can meet ourselves and cultivate uh, an informed selflessness, not a self-debasement. Women are very good at humiliating ourselves. We don't get it right. Oh, boy, we just beat ourselves up. But I'm looking at this, this humility that resonates at a higher vibration where we become the protagonists of our story, um, and I'm thinking of this one particular client. She's in her 60s, and she came in for chronic migraines. And, of course, as we get into the story, she actually has a tremendous amount of resentment against her husband and, and the men in her life. And she gives an example of cooking dinner, and her husband comes home, and he always complains about the meal. And... I said, yes, 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 and and she got the remedy that I felt she needed, and I got a call not four weeks in to this, and she says, I picked up the plate and I threw it against the wall when he complained. And I said, oh, oh my, Um, (laughs) how, how did that go? And she said, he hasn't complained since, and I I said, well, then well done. And how could we move from throwing the plate against the wall to something different? She said, I needed to do that my whole life. And I said, well, then well done. Um, Glad the pasta ended up on the floor. Not on his head, right? (laughs) Um, So, you know, we're building a culture that has never been. What does an advocating voice look and sound like and for this woman it was drawing the line in the sand that hey you just you just can't talk to me like that anymore anybody for that matter um i'm deserving of of respect and as you know i follow her story uh she's become this very quiet but dynamic activist uh underestimated but here, you know, she comes so late in her life and finds her calling late in her life. And all that sorrow, all that, those years of resentment, she could channel into um, doing something very different. That's quite a transformation. Those are pretty common. Osteomyopaths <laughs> will tell you that those are common stories. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, 
we're full of awe. All of us really are. Mm. So I think what you were saying about the voice, I think, at least in my healing practice and even on my own journey, um, exercising my voice and has a is so important, I think, is part of the strengthening of the wing. <laughs> of the feminine wing. Yeah, I mean, my God, we can grow babies, we can birth babies. I mean, we can work in the fields while we grow babies, we can birth them, we, uh, we raise them, we take the food out of our mouth and give it to We are capable of extraordinary things. And how, how are we aligning these physical and mental and spiritual capacities towards the collective good, um, where we're not denigrating our other wing, our, our masculine wing, but rather um, centering ourselves, focusing our energies on what we do really well, which is not frenetic. It's not reactive. It's, it's reflective and it's aware and and ready, uh, but there's this feminine attribute of of intuition, and oh, we yes. move when when that moves us. Uh, you know the other thing that we do so well is build tribes. We keep the village together in our in our multifaceted roles, the sage, the herbalist the healer, um, you know, the uh, jokester. You know, we all have roles, and it's honoring those roles in the village, in the tribe, and cultivating the best parts of us to come forward. And um, there was one question I wanted to ask you about homeopathy, but I'm just wondering also how you see that it relates to the broader... Um, bird, the balancing of the wings. And my question is, with homeopathy, there's a concept of like cures like? Yes. So if you could describe that a bit, and then if you, if you relate it to some of these other, other things that we're talking about with uh, feminine and masculine energy. Can you help me a little bit with your question? Because I have, if you haven't noticed, a habit of going off on lots of different tangents. So help me. Well, let's start with, if you could just describe from from your homeopathic experience what like cures like means. I kind of changed the subject a little bit. For instance, the woman that I just told you about had um, an inability to assimilate salt, and yet that's what she craved. Uh, everything had to be over-salted. So the remedy that she got was salt, and it stopped the craving. So here you have uh, uh, an example of like cures like. Her body just could not assimilate all that she was giving it and couldn't break it down. And the, a remedy is like a passcode into the immune system. You 
put the wrong passcode into the computer and you don't get anywhere. You put the right one in and you're going to see all, uh, pretty quickly this the, the vital force coding what it needs to assimilate minerals and nutrients and also uh, the story that we get wrapped up in um, that allows us a very narrow-minded way of looking at things, which for her was resentment, um, not being seen, not being heard, and, and not, not speaking, not saying, husband, you know, don't criticize me anymore. I cooked your dinner. Uh, but if we look at that constitution, that particular constitution of Natra Mariaticum, it has tremendous grief and disappointment. But they're perfectionists. Yes. And when we prove, that's a homeopathic uh, term of uh, taking this compound and studying it for about three months and coding all the mental, emotional, and physical symptoms that arise as that proving is going on. Actually, the whole idea of vaccination was stolen from the homeopathic uh, construct, except they actually give the disease to build antibodies and homeopathy is, is watching and waiting for what emerges in the body, what illness or virus comes up before we, we go and give something. Um, also, you know, it's very minute. We're considered a placebo science because there's no molecular compound left in the substance that we give. Thank God for nanoscience. Thank God for quantum physics. And thank God for Kirlian photography, if you even know what, what that is. Um, the military created a, a camera where they could see energy. They could see yeah. the, the heat energy from for their soldiers at night. And now we can actually, with this particular science, Korean photography, we can, each remedy has its own energetic signature, uh, which is fascinating because you can duplicate over and over and over those same results um, with this idiosyncratic energetic signature. But I hope that answers your question. It does. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And I think I asked a double-sided question, but that was um, <laughs> that was me being fascinated by what you were saying. My head was kind of like, oh, this is so interesting. All right, so we're going to take a break in a few seconds, and we'll be back with Aniela Castello. And um, thank you for sharing your wisdom so far. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. 
Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour hi everyone welcome back to the womb happy hour we are having our Actually, a deep and profound conversation exchange with Aniela Costello from Homeopathic Concepts. And um, Aniela, let's circle back to, and this is a deep question. It's a profound question. Louis is getting excited. Um, what do you feel the nature of healing is? Yeah, that's, that's a really big question because I think you you nailed it when you were talking about this quest for individual healing. And, you know, there are multiple modalities that, you know, we can enjoy or take advantage of, homeopathy, the particular energetic healing that you do, acupuncture, Western medicine, um, gestalt therapy. But ultimately, the you know, this capacity for us to heal our wounds and and the lore that we may have bought into about ourselves. Um, Healing is played out in the dialectic of relationships. How are our relationships? What is the health of our relationships? Are we actually vulnerable enough, which is... We can never be vulnerable enough. It's a meekness. It's a sweetness. It's that that sweet place where we meet unmasked and and can search for truth without agenda. So it, the individual search for health is played out in our collective advancement. And so our relationships are filled more with light, with love, with softness, with tenderness, with ferocity at times, right? Um, so that's how we know it's working. What we're doing is working, is that our tribe gets healthier. Then tribes meet tribes, and they're getting healthier. And this discourse and search for truth um, is almost a holy walk. I, I don't know what other word to use, and... That's a that's a beautiful way to to describe it, though. A holy walk mm, with someone from across the world, with you. I mean, look at this moment that you and I are sharing. Um, knowledge is not exclusive. Um, the, the, 
neither is food, right? Our most basic needs. Education isn't exclusive. There's just this sharing, which is our destiny. I would say that health and healing and intimacy will we'll also see our, our ways of communicating are softening. We'll understand better what we stand for, which is for each other, right? If one of us is hurting, all of us are, are stand to attention quickly and figure it out. We're very brave in our unmasking. And I... I f- go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say there's a lot of polarity going on, a lot of tension, divisiveness in a way, which I think is really a rallying, rallying call for what you're saying about the, the healing and the holy walk and the coming together. Well, you know, there are, there are those amongst us that are not going to let go of an authoritarian way of operating, which we now know comes from the lowest part of the brain. It's fear-based. It's not possibility-based. It's not a belief in this consultative process that searches for truth and allows all voices at the table to be heard. You know, the, you can also see there are those that learn by listening very deeply, and we need to hear their voices because they don't readily share. And then there are those like me that learn as I talk, and I need to learn to be quiet so that the different ways that we learn and share are in balance, just like the wings of the bird. Uh, so I'm, I'm fascinated with who shows up in, in my office that I get to work with and uh, walk with, the honor of walking with as they blossom. Because it's really a sacred exchange, wouldn't you say? Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. Sometimes, you know, it's a little rough, and that's Okay. We're, we're not afraid. We've already spilled all of our secrets because we want to get better. By the time people come to a homeopath, they've been everywhere else. <laughs> and they're lucky when they cross paths with you. No, Lorraine. Thank you. Let that be true. So far, so good. Yes. So before we break, because the hour just goes by so fast, um, for the ladies out there, do you have uh, any womb tips based on your experience that you would want to share with the with the listeners? Can I be practical and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> so. The, the one, well, there are a couple of things that I see. We are massively deficient in vitamin D and K2, vitamin D3 and K2. Um, get on board with that. Get on board with magnesium glycinate, and now we're, there's even more refined forms of magnesium. We are, it, magnesium actually heals the nerve endings, magnesium glycinate 
and the higher forms of magnesium that are now coming on the market in the U.S. Our nerves are frayed. We need more magnesium. If you actually are having anxiety and panic attacks, get GABA, G as in God, A as in angel, B as in bravo, and A as in angel. GABA is an amino acid that actually can begin. It's a food that nourishes serotonin and dopamine that are going crazy right now. Uh, get the sublingual form. I, I, babies take it, and it's absolutely safe. Um, and, you know, it's a whole other show, but if you're really miserable, perimenopausal, menopausal, uh, there is a product out there called, by Pure called Transitions. It's inexpensive, but it has hesperdine, and who knew that hesperdine was a, a million times more powerful than black cohosh and balancing ovaries that are going a little nuts? Um, Aside from those very practical things and, and eating mindfully, right, um, which is very different from following a diet, but eating mindfully, uh, is be brave. Be brave and know what you stand for. And, and support on that your note, fellow women. Beautiful. Anyela. Thank you so much. Sorry to interrupt. Those were magnificent tips. Um, And Pure is a great company. I think they have really high quality supplements. So thank you for mentioning that. And I want to thank you so much for joining us. My honor, Lorraine. Thank you for what you do. Right back at you. Thank you. It's an honor. And hopefully you could come back on the show and we could talk about some of these other things we weren't able to get to. Fabulous. And if you'd like to connect with Aniela, uh, you can reach her. Her email is A-N-I-E-L-A-999 at gmail.com. And she's on Facebook, Homeopathic Concepts. And her last name is spelled C-O-S-T-E-L-L-O. It's been a pleasure, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. I am Lorraine Giordano, very uh, happy to be your host on the Womb Happy Hour. I hope you have a great and beautiful week. Remember to send some love and light down there to your womb and to that root sacral area. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.